Whenever it comes time to upgrade your smartphone or tablet, you're left with the important decision, what to do with your old device. Do you hold onto it as a backup or do you give it to a loved one? Both are great options, but what if I told you you could turn that gadget into cash with very little effort? I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and on this episode of Jason Squared, we're going to discuss trading in or selling your old gadgets. So how are you doing today, Jason? No, I'm doing all right. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm ready to spend. I actually just, you know, spent that, you know, $1,300 on an, <laughs> an, an iPad M1 Pro. The yeah. base level model with the 5G was, was $1,300. And I am glad that I at least sold my previous iPad, you know, three, four weeks before that, uh, you know, to finance the cost of this darn thing. I hear you. Yeah, I ordered one as well, but I am using Apple's trade-in, which we'll touch on here in a little bit, to help offset the cost of the model I ordered. And it's crazy to me, and I don't want to get us too sidetracked, but it's crazy to me. I just saw this morning, all 2021 iPad Pro models are now mid-July shipments. If you were to order one today on, what is it, May 5th, so we're still... Yeah. Two weeks away from it arriving in any homes and and it's already middle of July. So I would say that uh, processor shortage is starting to impact Apple. I don't think this is a popularity thing. No, not at all. I should get mine on launch day. We'll see what happens, though. They have a week long window of when it should arrive. So hopefully it arrives closer to the 21st instead of the 28th. Mm. But Today's topic, turning old gadgets into cash. It's something I've done for years. I know you've done it for years. Yes. And we have a list, you have a list of some places to either sell directly or trade in for cash or a gift card or whatever. So where do you want to start? So we should probably talk about you know, the three different types of ways that you can sell your stuff, right? Good there call. are Good call. So so one is a you know the traditional way of doing things, which is an exchange or a listing service, which is basically, you know, you put up a product for sale, you say, "I want to sell this. I want this much money for it. Give me your best offer." And yeah. then you interact with whoever says, "Yeah, I want to buy that," right? So, um obviously eBay, one of the biggest in the entire world. Yeah. Um, and, and some people have been successful on selling their stuff on eBay. I do tend to think that eBay is more oriented towards merchants that are trying to sell, you know, larger volumes of stuff to the end customer than for a a, a single seller trying to sell an item. I mean, you do see it here and there, but it's it's not as current. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't used eBay for years. They used to actually have a trade-in service. Uh, that worked great. And it had some of the highest prices you could get for trade-in uh, across all the, the places we're going to, the websites and services we're going to talk about today. But they dropped that. I think they were losing too much money on it. So I quit using eBay to sell stuff years ago because I got tired of receiving winning bids and then asking me to ship it somewhere overseas or to a different country, which was not their PayPal verified address, which is key. Because if PayPal is going, which is what you use for the payment service. If they're going to guarantee and have the buyer seller protection, you have to ship it to that verified address. Well, if someone emails you and says, can you ship it here instead? Because my kid's sick and I had to leave the country since I bid on this. That's no longer their verified address and it's a straight up scam. So I got tired of having to list and relist things. So I quit using eBay, but it is a good option um, if you're in a bind. Yeah, if, if you're there to buy, there's definitely lots of stuff out there if you want, you know, older uh, devices. 
uh, to yep. play with that are a year or two old. You know, you don't need the latest and greatest. It's a great option for people who want, you know, lower cost products. Um, and you know, as long as you are looking at the merchant and, you know, they're a star, gold star or whatever, they have good feedback. You know, usually, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a high risk type of thing. Um, not, not buying, but selling is just a hassle on that. No, selling can be a pain in the butt unless you're a prof- uh, you know, you're a professional at it. Um, the next, you know, quote unquote listing service I want to talk about um, is Swappa. Yeah, I love Swappa. Swappa is really actually popular with a lot of people who, you know, uh, are in actually our field, which is you know reviewing devices. You know, people who buy them and then you know they only play with them for a week or two and and and, and get my cash back pretty fast before it heavily depreciates. Um, and and essentially what it is, you know, you put up a, an item. Uh, well, really, what you're doing is you you pick you pick an item from a list of of products that they have you know in their in their database, and you put up your specific model, and it shows you what you know you might uh, you might expect to get within a certain range for an item, and it facilitates the the, the selling and 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 buyer uh, hookup process. Essentially, it helps you with the negotiation process. It is still a negotiated kind of a thing, like you might find on eBay, but it's a it's a, a a bit less of a pain in the butt. Now you can still, there is still back and forth negotiation. Uh, yeah. you, do, you can still get a board at sales and things like that, but it is, it, it's, it's, it's a bit more uh, hassle free than dealing with this on, on eBay. Yeah. yeah. I've used Swappa to sell a ton of stuff myself back when they only had phones. It was before they expanded to laptops and video game consoles and cameras and wearables and everything else that they have on there. Basically what you do is create, in a roundabout way, a Facebook post that people can comment on asking questions and uh, making offers. And if you lower the price and agree to, you know, whatever the negotiation is, they can buy it on the spot. And they they guarantee that the phones are not locked, like iCloud locked or right. reported as stolen because there's an IME eye check. That's the identification number for the phone uh, that each listing has to go through before it can be approved. You have to take certain photos before it can be approved. It's a really safe and easy way to sell a device as well as buy a device. Uh, and, you know, it, it's real great. I've had nothing but great experiences. It, it's a valid, it. it's a totally valid service. It's a validated exchange. Um, and, and swap is, you know, one of the things where, you know, you will probably get a little bit higher uh, price for your item than in a manufacturer listing service or, or one of the buyback services. But I mean, yeah, there's some more, there's more effort involved in it for sure. I mean, it's- yeah, one thing, there's two things about Swappa that I use outside of Swappa or, you know, for sales or transactions outside of Swappa. One is I use it to gauge what the current going rate is for a used device right. because the prices are higher on there. And if you put a little bit of effort, you can get those prices. So I always go on if I'm going to sell a phone or whatever it is, I look at what it's selling for on Swappa because that's the best gauge that I've found online of what it's worth. The second thing is if I'm going to buy a used device, they have a free IMEI or ESN that again, that's the serial number of a phone or even a cellular tablet tablet that checks whether or not it's lost, stolen or locked. So I use those two things on Swappa all the time, if even if I'm not selling a device. Yeah, yeah, Swappa's cool. Now I do I do want to mention this one because it it is, it is not necessarily obvious to everybody that you that you can sell stuff. Um, Facebook, 
um, has for sale groups that you know are available in like every single town for any kind of new and used merchandise available, not just smartphones and stuff, you know, computers, uh, you, know, you know, home appliances, whatever you can possibly think of, it can be bought and sold on Facebook. I mean, essentially, they are, you know, internet versions of classified ads. You know, there's no listing fees. There's no transaction fees. Um, but the burden of listing and the interaction in person is, you know, seller to buyer. You know, there's yeah. like no merchandise guarantee. Um, the You know, negotiation can occur, you know, in public, you know, someone could show up your door or, you know, or face or you do it on Facebook post or within messenger or on offline text or email. Um, you know, payment is could be any any way of doing it. You can do it in cash, arranged electronic payment. People trade stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's no get. I mean, so it's totally buyer beware. Um, you have to know what the hell you're looking for. Uh, you know, you probably should be very explicit in what about the the, the quality and you know and and all that and the you know the serial numbers and all that stuff. Um. You know, I see all kinds of crazy people asking, you know, you know, five hundred dollars for iPhone sixes. They're out of they're out of their minds, you know, or something like that. You know, it's it's like people have a very inflated idea of what their technology is worth when they list stuff, or they assuming their people are just dumb. So you have to be very careful um, when buying and selling stuff on Facebook. Yeah, at one point I tried to list. I think it was a smartwatch, and I used Swappa to figure out what the going rate was for it on Facebook groups. And this is the only time I've tried to sell any electronics on there. And it was like a two, $300 watch uh, that was the going great for it. And the first comment was, is it made of gold? And it was just trash talking the rest of the comments. And so um, I haven't had good luck with selling items, giving away items, yeah. tons of luck on yeah, Facebook groups. Absolutely. Selling stuff has been a hassle. Yeah. I mean, if I just need to get stuff out of my house, you yeah. know, I'll put it up on Facebook for nothing or, or like a really cheap amount because sometimes we put stuff up for nothing. Nobody wants to take it. You know, it's like this reverse psychology thing. So like maybe I'll say 20, 50 right. bucks for a refrigerator or something. Um, you know, I've done that and people come to my garage and they drag it out of there and it's gone. You know, that's, yep. that's, that's, that's what it's good for. Last summer, my wife and I knocked down a gazebo, a wood gazebo we had in our backyard to make room for some other stuff. And we had this huge pile of wood. We had no idea what to do with. So I posted a couple of pictures on Facebook groups. I think it was like our mar marketplace, whatever, uh, the local group. And I had within two hours, a hundred replies asking for my address. And three hours later, it was gone. All of it. It was just picked up and gone. It was so great. But so that's what it's good for. I, if you sell something on there, be careful. One thing you didn't mention though, was Craigslist. How come? Does anybody still use it anymore? I mean, is anybody on it? I mean, I, I think the, the last time I looked at Craigslist was probably like 10 years ago. You know, when really? I when I needed to buy yeah. like some, a certain, I was looking for, I think it was, yeah, I was looking for bar stools for my, when I moved into the new house in Florida. I needed, I needed some, some used furniture and, you know, uh, that's what I was looking for. I, I didn't know that people actively like sell like, you know, electronics and stuff on Craigslist. I, I browse it once in a while to see if there's like any good deals on computer components or random old phones that, you know, maybe I want to add to my collection. Um, I don't use it as much as I used to, but I think it's a lot, I think it's worth mentioning. And it's also worth a lot like Facebook in that there's going to be a lot of negotiating, 
but it's probably going to be local and you're going to have to meet someone in person. So my suggestion is, and I know our local police department here does this, they have a safe meeting place where you just walk into the, the lobby of the police department, let them know you're there to do a, a transaction okay. for Craigslist or that's, Facebook. That's smart. And, and both parties can feel safe that the transaction, you know, one's not going to rob the other or whatever. So if you're going to do any of these that require you meeting in person, I, I suggest doing something like that. See if your police department offers it or maybe meet up in a Starbucks somewhere that's safe. Cool. I'm friends with Craig Newmark on Facebook, by the way. <laughs> well, well, well. Name dropping. <laughs> yeah. Right, so there's more ways to get money for your phones than directly selling them, right? There's a lot of buyback services. These are sites that yep. give you a quote for the device you have. You have to be honest about your condition. They inspect it when they receive it and then they send you money. And who doesn't like money? Some of them even send you a pre-labeled package to send your device back in. Yep, 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 yep. And I, I've used buyback services, you know, quite a lot. Um, you know, I've used certainly uh, the one that I've used probably the most has been Amazon trade-in, you know, because I, you know, to me, Amazon is money. I buy so much stuff from Amazon that if I get an Amazon gift certificate, usually the valuation is a little bit higher if you take Amazon gift certificates in exchange for cash. Uh, for from some of the other buybacks, but specifically from Amazon, you know, I, I think they tend to give you a decent buyback price in their own credit, you know, because you know you're spending it on yeah. their site. From the list of things that they will buy from you, they have, you know, all the different cell phone brands, electronics brands, you know, video game brands, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you pick the model out from the list, the specific, you know, SKU number, you know, how many gigs it's got, you know, whether it's got, you know, cellular or, or or not or 5g whatever it is um and you know they will give you a a prorated price based on the condition of the device and i think in terms of amazon it's either you know uh good uh fair whatever so they only have like three gradation levels it's like fair good or or cracked or whatever it is and you know and, <laughs> right. and you know and and usually i think amazon you know, uh, they don't always have the latest models available of a particular thing. Like, you know, for example, the iPad Pro 2020, I couldn't even find it on their site until the new model was announced. So yeah, it's hit or miss quite a bit it, for me. Yeah. So I don't necessarily use them for everything. Um, but I, I, you know, I do think that their turnaround is fairly decent. And, you know, they, I've, you know, I don't think they've underpaid me for anything. You know, they've never, they've never rejected right. anything, you know, um, so, I mean, I think they've been, they used to use Gazelle as their, uh, their service bureau for, for checking the, the quality of this stuff. Um, Gazelle is actually not on our list in terms of trade-in services anymore because they stopped their trade-in business uh, for devices. They actually just reversed that Did they? like two weeks really? ago. Did they actually? Um, wow. Yeah, but I don't think it's implemented yet. And they've been, they're not on, I have a list that's similar to this as well on uh, CNET, ZDNet's sister site. And we took Gazelle off that list uh, about a year ago because they've been in a lot of trouble with the Better Business Bureau. Right. Uh, and I don't know where that stands now. I haven't checked. I saw that they reversed course two weeks ago or announced they were going to, but I don't know when that goes into effect. It may be right now. Uh, but so Gazelle is is a place that you can or should be able to do that again soon. But kind of beware with them. They they got in a lot of trouble and 
And uh, at one point, or actually had a lot of complaints. They didn't get in trouble. They just had a lot of complaints. But there are still some great options available. It's Worth More is on your list, Perlo. Yes. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Um, you know, they are, uh, they've, I don't, they've been around for a couple of years. Um, they have kind of distinguished themselves because of they have, you know, more flexible payment systems than most of the other, you know, services out there. Um, you can, they, They'll pay by Zelle, PayPal, you know. Uh, or you know regular bank checks, um, their turnaround is pretty quick. Um, I've never used them, um, you know. They, but I've heard a lot of really good stuff about them. Similar, you know, Buyback World is another one uh, with a lot of different payment options. Um, you know, and you know some of these these guys they specialize in either you know uh, more uh, variety of products that you can trade in in some cases, and you can also do. Um, you know, buyback world will do custom quotes for items that aren't even listed in their, you know, their database. So I mean, it, it pays yeah. to go look at every single one of these services, seeing what they will quote you on your item, or if they'll even take your items, right? So I mean, that's that's um, a key thing. I used them recently. Uh, is Backflip? Backflip is a company. Yeah, this one's pretty brand new. new. Uh, the company only really premiered in the like the last two months. They went through a beta test. Uh, the company contacted me to let me know about them. And I actually, all right, I'll try trading something. And um, they are different because they are a, a UPS integrated logistics partner, right? Uh, that specializes in buying just Apple, Samsung, and Google stuff, as well as video games and, you know, some automated, um, some home automation products like, you know, Nest, uh, you know, Google Nest stuff. Um, but what's important, to, it's key here is in the same way that when you send products back to Apple and Amazon for return and they do all the packaging and inspection on site at a UPS store, Backflip will do the same with UPS. So they will, in fact, either send you a courier to your house or business, right, to pick up and inspect the product, package it for you there on site, um, give you, you know, your shipping label and you're done. Bang. So I tried using these after using the site after you told me about it. And I got quotes on my 2018 iPad Pro and Backflip was $400 lower than Apple. So Apple gave me $535 for a 64 gigabyte 2018 iPad Pro. Backflip was like $145 quote. And for the same exact thing, same quality, same. So I don't know where the mix-up happened there because that's quite a ways off. And I checked a lot of sites and it seemed to be four to 535 was the going rate for my iPad. Apple just happened to be the I'm, highest. I might time. actually contact and see but, if maybe they're like, you know, not up to date on, on, on ratings. And so this is why I'm saying you have to check every single site to see where. Yeah, you, exactly. That was, that was my yeah. point. You, you have to shop around and see where you're going to get the best deal. But the thing about backflip that's funny to me is, I have a really grumpy UPS delivery mm. driver that comes by and I cannot see him being happy one bit about having to inspect no. a device on my porch <laughs> to be or any UPS driver because they, they're paid on how many deliveries they do a day or they could bonus on that. And, you know, that, that affects what they end up making. So if they have to take 20 minutes or 15 minutes to inspect a device, I could see them not inspecting it at all, signing off on it and just putting it in the box just so they could get on to their next. I, I can certainly see that. You know, when, when I visited the UPS store, um, you know, Backflip, they give you a special QR code. Uh, to walk into the store with. And, uh, you know, I showed it and they're like, what the heck is this? And, you know, because the person didn't know 
the, the clerk had no idea what the heck this was, and they had to call over a manager. And as soon as the manager saw that 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 QR code, he went his face went white because he thought they were being audited. <laughs> I'm not, you know, knocking backflips approach here. I think it's actually pretty smart, and I assume that they have an agreement yeah. with UPS that whoever goes out and does pickups is the person that does this and not someone who's doing deliveries all day. It just, when I first heard about it, all I could think about was <laughs> my grumpy UPS driver who bar barely talks having to inspect devices. And it, it just makes me laugh. But uh, yeah, so eventually if the price is right, I'm definitely gonna try them out. It seems easiest, 24 hour payment after the device is inspected and they receive, receive it back at their warehouse. I, I think that's great. Uh, Best Buy is also on your list. I have. Also, I've received quotes from them, but I've never actually used them. But I know you yes. can go in store to return something or to trade it in. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, Amazon's, you know, system. Um, you know, you pick the product category, manufacturer, model, condition. System provides you a quote. Uh, and the accepted offer is awarded in store credit in the form of a Best Buy gift card. Um, if you decide to do it in person at the retail store, the turnaround is instantaneous, instantaneous cash, uh, instantaneous gift card. Um, yes. If you do the mail gift thing, card. it's probably yeah. between seven to nine business days, my understanding. Yeah, the last time I looked at them, they were shut down and not accepting right. trade-ins because of the pandemic, but that was about a year ago. Uh, and I'm sure they're open and accepting trade-ins now. A lot changed when all of that happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you need a Best Buy gift card and you have stuff lying around and you want to go buy something that day, take it into the store with you, get it inspected, you'll get an instant gift card and you could just exchange it right there for whatever it is you need from Best Buy, which I think is pretty convenient. Everyone has a Best Buy near them pretty much uh, that is able to do this. Um, so next we get into, uh, you know, manufacturer trade-ins, right, which I think is the option the path of least resistance, I think, for most people um, in terms of, you know, how are you know products valuated? Um, how quickly can you get your money back? Um, the ease of the, the transaction. Right. So, you know, manufacturer trade ins yeah. are, are, are exactly what you think they are. Um, you have a device. You need to buy a new device. Uh, trading it in like you traded your car. You know, they, they give you they give you a price. That's what what it is after depreciation. Uh, or what they're willing to value it in, and they apply it to the to the to your next purchase. So um, the one that you know, I think I think a lot of people will use, and one that that I, I use uh, was, was Apple, especially if you're dealing, we you know, with iPhones and iPads. Um, their own trading service, I think, is probably one of the best there is, um, one of the most hassle-free ones that there is. Especially you know, if you're looking to finance. Uh, you know, your new purchase with your existing, you know, smartphone, tablet, or computer. Uh, the company takes other manufacturers' products, but gives the best prices on their own. Now, this isn't the best service to use if you want a quick turnaround, because it can take two or three weeks for them to process it unless you, you yeah. know, do the trade-in at an actual, you know, Apple store, you know, retail location, right? So, uh, but the cool thing is they will send you packaging, you know, with prepaid shipping, yep. customized to the device that you're sending back, making the entire process completely transparent and easy to deal with. So like, you know, when you, when I, uh, we'll talk about the upgrade program, which does something very similar. They use the same, you know, method. But whenever I get a new iPhone every single year, um, I, uh, I'm on the upgrade program. 
you know, and you get a package in the mail that's got a box in it with with all the with all the foam padding and all that stuff. And you slide your iPhone right into that little box, close it up. It's got it's got the UPS shipping label on it. Uh, you dump it. At, it comes with a piece of tape, tape that comes with a piece to of tape. Close the yeah, box. It's just pretty wild. Which, it, it gives you everything you need. They think uh, of everything. You know, no fuss, no muss. Yeah. Just slide that sucker right in there with the bubble wrap um, that's designed for it. A little, 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 you know, little box. And, uh, you know, you don't even need the original packaging of your iPhone. They don't care about that. They don't care about the original no. access or accessories. Or none charger. of that. You're just taking the phone, you're sliding it into the thing, and you drop it off at the UPS store. Done. That's it. And, you know, uh, you know, obviously, you know, with at with iPhones, you know, you know, you, if your new one, you get your you wait for your new one to come first, then the, uh, the 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 box comes for your old one. And, you know, you do the the, the brain transfer, you know, and then that's it. It's yeah. send it on its way. Yeah. So so when I purchased my iPad Pro just here in the last couple of weeks, I was I was curious how it would work. They give you two options if you're going to finance the device on your Apple card which is make monthly payments interest-free. It's an yeah. instant credit at checkout. So, you know, it would have been $535 or whatever it was off of my iPad Pro instantly if I was going to finance it. If you don't want to finance it, they will uh, credit your, your payment method. So in my case, still my Apple card. I just didn't want to finance it for how many ever months, 24 months or whatever it was once they receive the device and inspect it to verify that you've indicated the condition is correct. But I was more curious about whether or not they would ship out my return box right away mm. or if they would wait until I got the new iPad Pro. And so far, the tracking number for the return box, it's its activated and it's there, but it hasn't moved. It, it hasn't yeah. been dropped off at UPS or picked up by UPS or, or whatever. So it looks like it's going to arrive either right before or with the new iPad Pro in a couple of weeks. So if you're worried about trading something in and having a period of time where you don't have a device, Apple has thought of that and it appears so, at least through my experience so far, that I won't have to turn it in until I have my yep. new iPad Pro. I do want to tell, I do want to do sidetrack slightly here and talk about the upgrade program because I think it's important for people that are really into Apple products and like to upgrade their stuff fairly frequently. Okay, the, the upgrade program yeah. um, is, is essentially, and I looked into the, the, the cost benefit analysis of this, whether it was more expensive or less expensive to do it. Um, I find that them by including um, the, uh, the, uh, the Apple Care Plus um, as well, it, it amortized into the, you know, the monthly cost of that phone over, you know, a one or two year period is worth the money. Um, because, uh, I mean, you don't have to worry about this entire trade-in process every year. Um, you are getting a new phone every year for incrementally, slightly incrementally higher cost. Um, and, you know, your that extra, you know, support is, is included in the cost of it. So if you're not someone who wants to have to worry about this entire buy and trade thing every year, um, you know, it's, I think that it's worth yeah. it. I mean, at least it's worth it for me. I mean, the, I mean, I don't, I don't have to worry about it. It's it, it just... For me, for someone who's always getting a new iPhone and looking at new iPhones, it's worth. I would even do it with iPad if they had it, but they don't have it with the iPad Pro. Pro. I think they should do it with iPad Pro, given how expensive they are now. Um, probably makes sense to do an iPad trade-in <laughs> program, um, you know. But uh, that's just me. Um, so there are other manufacturers that you know have similar programs. Oh, and by the way, of course, Apple will take you know other other company stuff, including LGs. So if you have LGs. 
Uh, and as you know, the company, you know, recently, uh, you know, went out of essentially stopped their their smartphone business. Um, probably isn't a good enough time to think about getting rid of that product unless unless you you know you're completely happy with it. Google has a similar trading program for Pixel, right? So again, uh, they'll take app they'll take their own Pixel devices and trade Apple, Samsung, LG, and Motorola phones. Uh, you know, um, you know their 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 trading program isn't bad. I've used it. Um, it works perfectly fine. Um, Samsung has a manufacturer trading program. They are currently doing one now uh, for the S21 uh, 5G series. Um, you know, they will again accept older models of their own devices. And from and by the way, I thought that their pricing actually was pretty good for their own stuff, even for like you know S10s and stuff. I thought that their their numbers were were decent. Really. Um, you know, so um, again, you know, you're getting trade in value during the purchase of that S21 5G. Uh, and, you know, whether it's, it's it's a Samsung phone or not, you know, they'll take it in trade. Um, that's, that's you know, pretty straightforward. Yeah. And Samsung does this thing where around iPhone launches or around Galaxy launches, I should say, they increase the worth of iPhones to get people to switch over. They do it. It's usually a one or two week promotion where they add a couple extra hundred bucks to the uh, to to the trade-in of an of a recent iPhone model, and sometimes it's a straight-up swap, so yep. you can yep. get yep. a good deal on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So we should probably talk a little bit like why and when it makes sense to cash your devices in, because I think that's 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 kind of yeah. critical, kind of understanding like how these things you know depreciate in value so quickly. So you know, as with you know anything that you buy. You know, when you remove a product from its packaging, it immediately depreciates, right? Like, so as soon, and also as soon as whenever a new model or whatever your product you're buying is announced, that value depreciates, you know, even more so. So there is sort of like a, a gaining yeah. approach to knowing like when your product is going to be worthless or, or, or by far lose the most value. Now, again, to, to me, you have to consider like, the usage of your device over time is also worth money to you as well. So does it make sense for you to, you know, lose half the value of that device in the course of a year? You know, for someone like, you know, you and me who reviews this stuff, you know, we want to get rid of them probably as quickly as possible um, to get the maximum cash value. If you are inclined to get the highest price for your item, right, you're going to want to trade it in before the newest model year is announced. Okay. So, you know, typically most manufacturers are going to eliminate a product from a model line once a year. Okay. That's the cadence we typically see. Now, right. some are going to retain certain products for sale from the previous model year, right? Such as Apple, right? So Apple, for example, still offers, you know, the iPhone 11, uh, the 10R, uh, and the SE while the iPhone 12 is currently for sale. Right. So the current models, they're still worth quite a bit of money. So if you bought an iPhone 11 the previous year, um, you can still sell that for a decent amount of money, even though it's going to depreciate. Now, in which case, when, uh, you know, when iPhone 12 was announced, uh, the, the, the 10S and the iPhone 8 from two generations prior uh, become much more depreciated because they're no longer offered for sale as a current product. Right. So so you have to start thinking about when are they about to announce something? So Jason, what's been your experience with this stuff? Right. Uh, well, I've always checked a few weeks before and what happens with most of these places is you can lock in a price for two to four weeks. 
So what I usually do is about that long before an event, I start checking for prices. And once I find one I like, I say, yes, I'm going to send it in. And I lock in that price, add it right. to my account. And then I keep shopping around because you don't, you're not, they're not going to get upset if the device never shows up. Like they're, they're not going to do anything to you. Right. So you lock it in and you continue to shop around and, it, and using again, the iPad pro, cause this is my most recent experience trading something in. I shopped around for a few weeks and I kept waiting for Apple to drop its iPad Pro trade-in price. There's no way to lock in prices on apple.com until you actually initiate the purchase and the trade-in. You can't say, add this to my account and I'll get to it in a couple of weeks. You have to buy something uh, at that exact moment, You know, at least online. You can't say, give me an Apple card, I'll send it in. And, and so I kept waiting for Apple to drop the iPad Pro price even after the 2021 model was announced, even as pre-sales, you know, pre-orders went online and they didn't. So I ended up going with them because it's all streamlined and like we've talked about. But in the past, I've, I've got ahead of releases, locked in trade-in amounts for, like I said, two to four weeks is usually what yeah. all of the services offer. So try to time it, do some research beforehand, time locking in that, that price uh, to when you're going to receive your device. Yeah, you know, I, I, was, I, was, I felt a little squirrely about, you know, the iPad Pro pricing before the, the new iPad was announced. So that's why. I, oh, yeah, because I knew there was an announcement coming. So I, I, I well, we all pre right. were trying to predict when that precise announcement was going to come. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be safe because backflips gave me, you know, they said, you know, 589, whatever the heck it was. And, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, that's got to be at least as good as what Apple's going to give me. So I'm going to get rid of it now. Uh, and it turned out, you know, that Apple's prices end up being pretty close to that. They, they get a glut of product uh, in the channel. They might decide to, you know, depreciate a lot of stuff, you know. So it, it's, 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 it's kind of a crapshoot. You know, there's a certain middle bit of luck involved. But, you know, again... You know, there are times of the year that best align with the announcement of sales of new models. You know, Apple, there's a fall cadence, typically mid-September when the iPhones are announced. Um, you know, that's when you need to start thinking about selling one, uh, you know, before before a, a, a September announcement. Um, iPads tend to be announced in late spring, March or April, although Apple has been staggering them, that release. So, you know, they did the Air. Uh, I think they they regenerated the uh, the 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 classic iPad. Uh, it was a few months ago, right? So and then it, and then they did iPad Pro, uh, you know, yeah. last month, right? So I'm, that might be the new cadence. We'll see. Uh, you know, Samsung phones and tablets, I think, are all usually announced in February. Yeah. Well, you got the yeah. Note series in August, and they bumped up the Galaxy S series to January this year. So beginning of the year is usually when you get the S series end of the year, yeah, in the summer, and, I should say, is when you get the notes. So series, which case, which yeah, the that's the whole thing. Well, they may so change their case we'll based on consolidation of product lines. Um, the last two Google Pixel devices were announced in October and September, you know, respectively. So I think that's that's generally a good, you know, uh, you know, generally good ideas to know when, when those things happen. Um, video game, you know, systems, yeah. it's anything goes. You know, if you want to start selling Xboxes and Playstations and stuff, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. right. Every five years. So I think really the question of who do you go to for these selling or listing services or trading trade-in services, because we didn't even talk about carrier programs. But in my experience, the carrier programs are usually on the low end of what uh, the trade-in amounts are. So, you know, that that's a whole other thing. But it sh the, the key point here is to shop around. 
get multiple quotes, lock them in as early as possible when you know a upgrade cycle is coming. Yep, I agree. And go from there. Any closing thoughts, Perlo? If you got crap to sell, you can sell your crap to all these places. And if you're just upgrading to a new device at the same manufacturer, you know, you probably should just go with, with the, uh, the manufacturer's own upgrade tra trade-in programs, unless you want to scrimp out every single little dollar um, that you have. Those are my closing thoughts, Jason. Those are your most elegant closing and thoughts I'm to date. I must pissed say. off Jason Perlow. Uh, as, as, for, as for me, <laughs> I'm Jason Cipriani. This is Jason Squared. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com. <laughs>